Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. Hey, you saw some blips on the Minnesota Moped page. There was a swap meet. There was a little bit of a ride. It was a, it was a weird week. So I... I got out last week. I actually got to ride. I was excited. It was like a whole 40 something degrees and just kind of broke a kid in. And then I start playing around Saturday in Minnesota and hold on folks. Hold on. Hold on. <sighs> had to get that coffee in there. So I start playing around Saturday with this bike and tried to dial it in and it was just falling on its face all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, you know, freaking out like everybody else does if stuff isn't going right. And I start looking at my fuel line a complete solid line of rust all the way through it. I'm like, Oh, and I start looking in the tank and it's cloudy. I'm like, Oh, and I disconnected the fuel line and it looked like baby poop coming out the bottom. I'm like, Oh, and I happen to have another tank and I, I tried cleaning that tank out that I had just pulled off and I just, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to use this other tank. And the bike fucking came alive. I got so lucky and it took, it took about a half a tank for the motor to kind of work all the shit out of it and got to go up to the swap meet, the casserolers and green bastards had, it was, it was nice. It was nice to see people in the community again. Cause like I've been, you know, like most of us off on my own Island this winter, just kind of doing my thing and just seeing faces. It was nice. Everybody did the responsible thing. The social, you know, everybody had masks on, I know it was great because like everybody's itching so bad and like getting all the good news that have been coming out lately that, you know, the possibility of people getting together. And it's like, everybody was really excited. I got to take some of the <laughs> maze who I kick her out. I bring that name up every once in a while on the podcast. I hadn't seen that guy for like six months. He goes to me, you're leading the ride. Aren't you? I'm like, I guess, I don't know. Cause this is an area of uh, the Metro that I live around there where the swap me was at and one thing leads to another and next thing i know there's a group from st cloud down and somebody just asked me hey would you take them on a ride because they're gonna get going here soon and i i felt kind of bad for him because i always bragged to people st paul has the best roads blah 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 except for the fucking route i took them on around lake Phelan and a few lakes like oh my god like they got back to like oh that was such an awesome ride jim blah, blah blah i'm like dude it's not built on a grid system it's gonna be fun but i go but how's going around the lake and one guy goes yeah i had to just get off the seat it hurt so bad i'm like hey dude just a little sweet with the sour but so it was fun it was fun to get to ride with people it was fun to see moped people um I, i'm just so grateful for the the spring coming and all the good news is coming and like getting to see you know builds happening and every once in a while this individual who i'm going to introduce in a second him and i kind of kick back and forth and you've heard me bring his name up um a few times on the podcast and like i i, I give him shit and he gives me shit and i i love it but um about three years ago now, I think maybe four, three, whatever I saw people have heard the story told over and over again. Um, my ex-wife and I, she decided we need to clean one morning. So, okay, we need some, some more supplies and we had to go to a, a local grocery store to get a few things. And next thing I know, 
I see an entire pack of mopeds going by my house. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? And I had mopeds in my garage and I didn't realize what I was seeing, but it's like, that is a cool. So we got done cleaning, blah, blah, blah. And I just start Googling, you know, mopeds, Minnesota, blah, blah. And I saw there's some type of thing going on this weekend. It was called Braptails. And I just saw Braptails. Everybody's welcome. I'm like, well, I'm a everybody. And I told my ex-wife, Shauna, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go this. You want to come? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we go to this place. It was in the cut, if people, if you will. Like, it was just, it was a weird area of Northeast Minneapolis. And we just park and we had to go around a building. All of a sudden, like, I see probably a hundred mopeds or so. And I'm just like, this is fucking rad. And then I just asked, well, whose place is this? And like, apparently some people thought I was the cops because I walked up and said, what's going on guys. But they introduced me to this guy and I want to introduce everybody in the moped community to this guy right now. What's up Jimbo. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, Everybody. This is Shane Johnson. Um, Shane, why don't you introduce yourself, get club affiliation and all that good stuff and we'll get going. Sorry about that. I already forgot the format. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. My guy. (laughs) It's going to be a long one. No, no, Uh, no. Oh, good. Good. I'm Shane Johnson. I'm with the Casserolers out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right on, right on. All right. Casserolers are. I guess I'm kind of an, a little bit of an outlier. I live on the border. Yeah. Uh, barely inside of Wisconsin. <laughs> but you're still in Wisconsin. And I forgive you for that, Shane. I forgive you for that. Okay, someday we'll see you over here in God's country. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, obligated, I'm obligated to say that. Wisconsin. <laughs> they might revoke your card or something but <laughs> but here shane on second chance moped podcast we go through people's moped journey what happened i.e the very first time they saw a moped what it was like you know kind of mill parlor journey what it's like today so shane johnson let me ask you what is the very first memory you have of a moped not necessarily getting on but just seeing and understanding what a moped was so i moved in downtown uh hudson here where i live one block over in a different house. And at the time I was in my early twenties, it was about 2010. And, uh, I had a, a TL 1000 S like a sport bike V twin mm-hmm. kind of like a poor man's Ducati is what they called it. Super <laughs> fun bike. And so I'd be, you know, bring that in the neighborhood, whatever I had fun with that. But next, I met the dude next door and, uh, you know, we hung out once or twice, or whatever. And I saw he had a Peugeot uh, moped. And at first I was like, dude, that thing's stupid, man. I got my bike. Like, yeah, I can see other people <laughs> around town, go get some beer. Sure, sure. But I'm going to go ride this thing, you know? And, uh, but anyways, we got to be buddies. And um, next thing you know, I'm like, dude, that's easy. We can just slap a bride on that thing. Just throw a kid on that thing. And uh, <laughs> so I'm literally just swapping a jug in the driveway on his uh, Peugeot. And, um, you know, the cylinder, I guess you could say. But uh, so, yeah, slap that together, send it down the road. Didn't know anything about leak down testing or anything like that. Just, just send it, you know. And yeah, uh, it didn't last very long. But uh, so it's like, okay, now we got. So it's a typical Peugeot, anyways. And then you really didn't know what you were doing. So it was even quarter life of that. Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like minimal, like you know, uh, Sears toolbox in a driveway at the neighbor's house, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then he got that. We got that running anyway. It ran pretty good, you know, whatever. And uh, before we decided to destroy it with the kit, but. <laughs> Uh, then I was like at my brother's wedding and a friend of the family, um, you know, her son had passed and she had these two, uh, 82 express, 
um, 50 notepads, like the silver ones, they're pretty mm -hmm. quick actually with a little, just got the carb and, and or sorry, I got the intake and, and uh, you know, whatever. But so then it, the race was on at that point. It was like, all right, who can be faster than the other guy? So we were ripping around on those things. Next thing you know, I got donated a Tomos and it was <laughs> completely downhill from there. <laughs> well, it was, had to go uphill from a toe you know you started at the bottom with no pads and then you jumped up to no i'm just fucking with all the yeah, tunnels yeah. people well, that's, what you, that's what you think but then i decided that i had to one up you know up to him so i'm like searching on craigslist i'm like okay i seen christoph's shit and i'm like french race mopeds like i'm gonna go get a french moped that's the badass you know at the time that was you know those are a magnum. It's really, you know, that's kind of like you described or somebody else was saying, like in your first one or two years, you're like, I need a magnum. I need something, you know? Yeah. You need, uh, you need, the, you need all the cliche, you know, new person in mopeds. You need the yeah. drop down handlebars. You need top everyone tank. Will think, everyone will think I'm fucking sweet. If I have a magnum. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. But then um, I, went and bought a, I bought a motor pecan off of Craigslist and, uh, it already had some stuff done to it. And I'm like, cool, this is sweet. I'm getting some, you know, discount on parts and, you know, just some tuning maybe, and I'll have it ripping. And I did not know what I was in for at that point. <laughs> you signed yourself up for a, like a life of pain and pain. Like I still, everybody, everybody in the variated game, all kind of like, why did I sign up for this? But it's a f sickness nobody can get away from. Like <laughs> Shane yeah. just shaking his head. You're not wrong. You're not oh, wrong at all. Um, but so, like, you, you're getting some of these bikes. Like, what was your first smile ride? Like, what was that experience like for you? Was it on that Peugeot that you put the kit on in your buddy's driveway? Or like, that? that's kind of what always fascinates me. Like, people's first, like, how did that, the claws actually sink into you? Like, when was that experience? So, ashamedly, it was on a Tomos with a bi-turbo way back Dude. in 2010, though. So, I mean, it wasn't. I feel like it's kind of like aged, like, you know, it's a reverse of online dating. It was, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, I had this like silver Tomos that was donated to me because I worked on this guy's dirt bike for him. Just got his kid's bike running mm -hmm. and pretty sure it was stolen. It still had a lock on it, <laughs> but I got it up and running and uh, pretty easily. And, and that thing was just, you know, 38, whatever all day. And yeah. that thing, when I would we blast the tunnel going out of town. We have this little test uh, run area, like just heading out of town. You come around the corner and you're going down underneath the tunnel and you're going downhill and you're just, just ripping. And uh, I mean, we'd always race out to the this little like wayside or whatever. And so just blasting them down that hill on that thing was probably the first one, I bet. Right on, right on. Um, so you got that tunnel. like, when do you start looking for, is it just you and your buddy riding bikes or like, when are you starting to branch out and kind of see a scene at all? That's yeah. I just find so that interesting. Yeah. To extend on that Tomo story. Well, then we started getting some bikes tuned up. My friend, we had like kind of a little pack of friends living downtown here. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, four or five couples, whatever. So some of the guys, uh, but you know, Tim, uh, I should have mentioned that already. My buddy, in this old process is Tim Lawson. He lived right next door to me. We shared garage space for a couple of years and been wrenching on stuff and whatever. You know, we still call each other just to talk builds and whatever. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, we found out about Top Fest and it was Top Fest one with the Castle Rollers. And so okay. we started talking to them on like Moped Army and I got a hold of like Tyler Augustine and and then uh, um, Kim. And yep. uh, yeah, ended up meeting up with Kim in South Minneapolis. And, and we, we brought like three, four, four mopeds over there. A Tomos, a Peugeot. Tim had a Vespa Grande, like a red one that was 
just a little pipe, circuit pipe on it. And then yeah. Jason, the only thing reliable he had was a the little cute white and blue uh, Express. Nice. That was our pack. That was our four pack <laughs> heading to the Top Fest one. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we rode there at Top Fest one, and I'm just like, yeah, just having a kick-ass time. But we're watching like uh, uh, what was his name, Ryan. There's like a, some plenty pooks and some other shit that were just like blocking and passing and we're like holy shit mm-hmm. we got work to do boys let's go back home <laughs> yeah yeah we had a good time that but so yeah i would say top s1 really kind of hooked us in um like and i don't hear much from top s1 was how like what how long a ride was that like do you kind of remember the route at all was it like parkway stuff or what was that even like um you know i don't remember the exact uh route but um i do remember well i do remember quite a bit i do remember that we went around the lakes of course mm-hmm. uh you know calhoun and and uh well i guess it was it in da, da Makasa. I don't remember. yeah i i can barely speaking anyway, i i have a hard time lakes right there in twin cities and then mm-hmm. we ended up out by um uh was it Eden, no eden prairie okay yeah. So we rode all the way out there out by like Eden Prairie, wherever Jimbo was living at the time. And like the ride ended up like cutting through like a bike path. And then we got the cops called on us. Of course. And then I remember watching Tyler Augustine like rebuild an entire Vespa motor before the ride next day overnight. And and we were all just like just crushing tater tot casserole hot dish. <laughs> and I was like, right. this is fucking the weirdest thing, but I'm I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so you get you go to your first stop fest with you and your boys um so you're on the tomos at that point or the peugeot yep the the tomos tim tim on the peugeot he was riding that one did he just luck into that peugeot or did he actually like do some research into like what fast bikes were or anything like that yeah we were totally all over ma at that point trying to figure out how to make these things fast you know so what was your second bike you ended up getting that motivacane or yeah so that was the second one like i had bought uh that tomos was like given to me but then i went uh you know like on you're gonna hate you're gonna hate this you know i got two honda hobbits given to me out the bat <laughs> but is that really a, a blessing or is that a, is that actually a curse <laughs> i almost died on one so i don't know yet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the verdict's out yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but no so i got that motivacan off a off a spaniard on uh, craigslist super cool dude he like had spent some time like machining the the variator and uh like milling down the cylinder for the parma kit oh and, wow uh, where like what where did you get this out like you said uh craigslist but like which craigslist was it a local minneapolis or what Oh yeah, it was like right up in uh, Coon Rapids, off of um, uh, I can't think of the road right now, but yeah, yeah but wow, right dude, that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was super stoked until I got it home and then started learning about air leaks and seventy cc French bikes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. So, um, how let's let's talk about that rabbit hole that is the French game, like how did you get hooked on and how did you stay in that game? Because like some people, as you know, like they'll get a variated bike and they'll just not under, they'll never ride one that's correct. 
and they don't know what they're feeling for and then they'll just say fuck it and are they just aren't stubborn enough like how did you stay with it i should i'm just long story short gosh that's a good question um it's just pure stubbornness yeah yeah i mean like i just have a a super strong desire to like face a problem and then if i don't succeed at it i i um just can't stop trying to figure out ways to overcome it until i get it done so there's been a lot of like cursing and and, like literally blood sweat tears with french bikes um just ready to give up the whole sport at you know at a point or two yeah Uh, but just persistence just like you know and then i did have one like sweet moment i accidentally i finally caved after i had tried to make this parma kit work for a while and so i finally caved and i saw christoph was selling a motor second hand and i bought that and bolted mm-hmm. it on my bike and then i got to feel what a real french bike is all about yeah i um had a guest on a while ago david from los chupacabres like he's bought a few different bikes off of christoph and i'm just like dude you are so lucky to be near like one of the french masters like it's just like I just want to ride one of his bikes once. I know it's kind of hard to do and hard to get, but you know, maybe someday. Um, so you got on that bike. It obviously you got the feel that you wanted. Like how I'm trying to get more. How did you get involved with the club that you're in right now? Yeah. So basically I had, uh, um, you know, met the castle rollers at uh, top S one and then, you know, I was going to Thursday rides and kind of just uh, being a part of MMR, I guess, you know, like the Minnesota moped page. And, um, and then I kind of befriended uh, Tyler Augustine. And so mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's cause like he never uh, prospected anybody. So they were kind of <laughs> like, dude, you got to prospect somebody. And he's like, mm-hmm. wow, Shane, I guess. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know really how it came about, but uh, Tyler, you know, I got approached and I said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, um, and actually I didn't get voted in my first year. It took two years, Aww. which I kind of think, yeah, it is what it is, but it's a, it's a pro tip. It's how they make sure that you're dedicated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean, everybody does the same shit. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, next thing you know, I'm, uh, in a moped gang. Right on, right on. Um, so, <laughs> and I know you're heavily involved in like moped GP stuff, but like, were you going to rides or rallies outside of Minnesota first or like what came first, the chicken or the egg type of deal? Cause I know you're way. And like, I, I think it's, I think all the stuff you do with your race bikes is rad as shit, but like, how would you get involved with that versus like, how did ra- outside rallies, like how, what was the evolution of Shane and mopeds is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, hand in hand because top s1 they had a race day on monday and i had brought that motobacan in a you know and uh with a rigid like hardtail and mm-hmm. doppler's uh sorry uh christoph's used doppler motor and uh whooped maze's ass all over that track <laughs> yeah everybody's talking about maze with the <laughs> 70 mile an hour e50s but i guess Still Dude, can't. it was fun. I mean, he was dragging his pipe on the left side. I'm dragging my pipe on the right side. I got a, like a, a stock saddle seat, so I'm like four feet up in the air trying to race. <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing? But I was just, I mean, yeah, I got to experience a rally and a race all in one weekend. Um, 
and so that you know just got into all of it i guess but um from there i did i went on to do some other uh rallies um but at that point like i've always i've been a little bit competitive so the, yeah. the race bug had fully hit at that point right on so when was the first time you you said you did like top best in the race like what was the first time you went out of state for a moped race or how did you get involved in like moped gp did you ever do like the tomahawk cup or any stuff like that yeah totally so uh yeah so we had raced there and then um i think we went a second time to top fest and then at that point i was starting to like build like a real bike like you know i, I built out the you know had the frame like we welded up the frame and then added fairings to it and started building you know still air cooled at the time but i saw what they were doing out on the west coast and uh you know christoph was out there and uh they're setting up like the tomahawk cup so i think it was 2014 or 20 i think it might have been 20 yeah it must have been 2014 i ended up at like the tomahawk cup and then i think i also went out for like the he did like a petite cup out in, in like a september and then uh you know, they kind of split ways out there and, and, um, for, you know, whatever reasons. And then, you know, just moped GP was the only thing going on, you know, at that point too. So, um, I, I kept going back. Right on, right on. Um, (laughs) it was funny. I brought your name up on one of the early episodes. Mike Boyd goes, yeah, Shane comes out and whoops all us. Um, you sent me, a few of your different race bikes how did you come across some of these like i i didn't even pull them up because i'm an ill-prepared podcaster like you have like that all aluminum frame like where did you i grant i'm not looking i'm sure it's just like anything in mopeds if you look hard enough you find it how did you come across some of this stuff like just talking to too many people like I do, I guess, but I, uh, I got pretty into it. So next thing you know, you're friending anybody who's into it. And, um, and so, you know, I too, along with Dave Mazzora shortly after, I think I got mine in early 2016, I grabbed one of those MVRs and then, you know, Victor had one of those and Victor was super into racing too. And, uh, and you know, I, that was the fast guy. That is the fast guy, you know? So I was just kind of following what he's doing a little bit and talking to him and trying to learn from him as I go out and race and whatever. Um, and so talking through, through all that, I realized that he had an MVR and that aluminum RS frame, but so I, 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 I scooped those, um, gotta make sure they go to the right home, you know, uh, <laughs> and you know, back to, you know, the French sickness, I guess, but, um, <laughs> that's, yeah. And then one of them, you know, we did, I built from scratch and just had like four iterations. That one, that's the same exact one. My first Motobacon, that's mm-hmm. my number 86 race race bike. I have like the pictures of the progression and it's changed uh setups you know now it's liquid cooled uh bitolo uh cross like 2013 cylinder and g2 cases and just yeah fully fully down the rabbit hole in that one and then brian shoals has actually built a couple bikes down there in chicago and he got out of it completely sold his poop to somebody else and and then i took all of his french bikes and uh he took the money and bought a duplex and that was you know he's retired and that was what you know he's he's out of it but We'll probably see him at a race event again, but yeah, I was able to scoop four bikes or five bikes, I think from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty sweet. Cause then now I got a bunch of backups and some of them actually became like primary bikes that I would race and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you get, I, you're talking French bikes all the time, but like you're a smart man because you want something that's semi-reliable. How'd you fall into Hondas? 
Is it just because we're in the Midwest and you trip over a freaking Hobbit no matter where you go? Yeah, like before I got way down the the French rabbit hole, I there was definitely some Hobbits around. I had a couple. I bought uh, one time I drove out to the other side of Minnesota and I bought like five red bikes at one time and or six red bikes at one time and like some of them were Honda, some of them were Allstates, just a bunch of stuff and. I did it specifically for one mode of a con, but there was, you know, some hobbits in there. <laughs> bought a pair of hobbits from another guy. Bought a pair of yellow hobbits from a dude in town. Those are the only hobbits I honestly regret fucking with or selling because they were mint uh, within one number of in each other. Like it was totally a husband and wife pair off the dealer floor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother still got one. And my buddy's got the other one, but whatever. So. <laughs> well, like I had the hobbit and the hobbit I'm riding now and the like my daily rider and the one I crashed were three apart. Like, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was, and I think you're the one who told me about, cause I think I mentioned that the first time I met you, like it's the, it was literally a husband and wife pair is what it was. I mean, they both bought them at the same time. Yep. 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 Yeah. But totally got into the hobbits. Uh, once I realized like just so much frustration with French bikes and trying to go long distance with them or on rides and have them be reliable, like all the vibrations, there's a lot that you, you know, it's a, it's a steep learning curve, making sure things are isolated and, you know, bushings are working and, and, and uh, it's not a little bit too long. So it doesn't want to measure, you know, you're using the right hose, your carb doesn't off all that shit. So like, okay. Um, time to build a, a DR Hobbit, just a DR promo. I just want something <laughs> I can swing a leg over and go you know and even those are sometimes frustrating like hobbits like i i've been chasing my tail with them a lot like i i mean i hate to knock i gotta knock on wood i think i finally have a grasp on them finally maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see what next week brings um i want to talk about my smile right on a hobbit like i gotta do it like i i i'd talk about it like every other episode like especially in the beginning like so i showed up to rap tails and i asked this guy like because i was looking for a headlight bucket and I, everybody said oh yeah just walk around this warehouse it's no big deal this is shane's place blah blah, blah. and then i saw one i yeah. will pick up again so i'm walking around this place and i needed a headlight bucket and i saw there's like three of them on it, two or three of them on a shelf. I think one, maybe the ears were broke, like all Hobbit headlight buckets are. And I just asked, I'm like, I've been looking for one. Cause it was better shaped than the one I had. And I, I just said, I go, whose is this? It was Shane's. And then I get introduced to Shane. I'm like, dude, do you want to sell any of this? Yeah. And like Shane is a pretty rad guy. And like, he goes, you can just have it. I'm like, no, I got to give you something for it. And he goes 20 bucks. And I'm like, of course I'm an asshole trying to buy stuff with no cash on me. And this is before I finally sold out and got into the whole Venmo and PayPal world. So like I didn't have any of that and we get BS and I said, yeah, I got a couple of hobbits, blah, blah, blah. And I'm with my ex-wife and he's like, well, do you want to ride mine? I'm like, you got one here? Yeah. Here, jump on my, jump on my 83. And I wasn't, I hadn't ever used a decomp before or anything like that. He's like, yeah, you got to push this decomp in and pedal it and let go. And, I did know in my, my world changed that day, dude. Like I got on a variated bike with power. Like I was just riding stock hobbits around. I'm like, this is it. Like, and it was something like I tell people all the time, like 
it was something I had missed in my life for 20 years. Cause like I power to weight ratio. I mean, that's what it's all about for me because I mean, the ship, the ADCC shifter carts I'd race about twice a year. They like, they're very comparable to the 125 and those have the same power to weight ratio as the F1 car. I mean, they're just people who know, know, and I can, I am forever in your debt because dude, I sold out. Like, I love this shit. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's fucking rad. Like it is rad. And how did like, how did top or rap tales even happen at your play old place of business? Or was it just, you were the guy or were you a captain at that point or how did that no. even come about? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I might have been a prospect. Um, yeah, I might have been a prospect at that point, I think. But, yeah, um, I kind of just knew they were looking for a place, and I was like, hey, I got this place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I, yeah, well, like you said, we were in that Northeast Industrial. It was like a 70s building, pretty quiet on the weekends. And I had a cool, like, owner-operator landlord. Um, and so I was like, was like, yo, dude, you care if I have a – a moped rally here this weekend or this, you know, this weekend in June, whatever. And he's like, what, what's that mean? And I kind of told him like, well, it means like a bunch of grungy friends are going to come over and hang out in my back parking lot and get drunk and make a bunch of noise with two strokes. Yeah, that should be fine. Brewery will probably like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were off. Uh, yeah. So it just kind of worked out well, had the right place, right time and totally away from houses like completely. So yeah you can make noise and not have to deal with anything so it was just nice um yeah yeah let me um kind of some general questions i always ask people and this this will go two part for you what's the farthest you've ever traveled to go to a moped rally so not not a race but a rally because we'll go to we'll talk about some more of the race like racing in a bit. Good. I wanted to make sure that's what we're going to talk about mostly tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the farthest rally would be Omaha. So yeah, okay. I haven't gotten too far out of like the the Midwest, but I think it's like what seven ish. Yeah. So it'd be tie. It'd be almost that in the tip. Because yeah, it, it's like five and a half, and then actually riding the, to the tip and back. Yeah. But um. I just would like to point out that um, my Hobbit made it farther than your French bike. I mean, they both blew up, but. <laughs> Dude, but the year before, I don't know why I was, I, I got pretty cocky. So like the year before that black Hobbit, uh huh. I bought everything, stuffy DR, everything. And I built two stock Hobbits to DR promo Hobbits the week before the tip. And, uh, you know, leaked down, tested them, had you know, took them on just a couple test rides, had good temps. And I was like, sure, let's go. And took both bikes on the tip and went the full 200 miles on the one week old build that I did <laughs> both of them at the same time, built both the bikes. So I was, that was like a, that was a huge moment for me in mopeds. Cause mm-hmm. you know, lots of failures up to that point. Anybody who knows me, especially in the racing scene, like I've had my share of uh, disappointment. And so the, to be able to do the tip and successfully on those bikes the one of course i mean i was changing plugs it was a little fat but hey man I, you know i made the whole tip and so that was just a super fun trip uh, that i did with my wife so that was cool yeah yeah 
I figured out why I blew that bike up. I um, and it was my fault. It wasn't MLM. I was running that VM twenty with that long intake. Um, my shocks were bad, and I was bottoming out, and I was hitting that intake, and I cracked that intake and leaned it out and smoked my rings. Like that's, and then there's a whole rabbit hole of blowing up after that because I'm, I wore a DR cylinder out, but whatever. Um, uh, beds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's the rad thing about it. Like I love, I love failures all the time because it's like, I mean, and even though I make the same mistake, I make it in different ways, which is rad. Um, what is the farthest, what's the first time, obviously you've been to GP West. When was the first time you shipped bikes out there to race? Like, I want to talk about that and how that, uh, what, what went behind that decision to like, fuck it, I'm going to go out there and race. I just don't like driving the long distances a period. Uh, oh dude, speaking of which I, somebody asked me today, like, Jim, you're not doing the right thing. You're flying out to South Carolina for moped spring break. Yeah, dude, I've got a loner. I'm going to fly out there. I've got to drive this summer anyways for the fucking bakers. Like, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm nobody's judge. If you can fly and get a bike, do it. Yeah. It, it just, the first year was definitely intimidating, uh, trying to like figure it out, but, um, I just didn't want to have to drive all the way to the West coast. So I, uh, yeah, I kind of just figured it out, like built a pallet and um dropped it off at a local shipping hub and and then picked it up at one out there with a rented truck that got to be a little interesting one one or two of the times like you know getting too small of a truck or them not having any trucks mm-hmm. um but uh yeah picking it up and figuring it all out but so I, then it worked so like reasonably well the first year i just kept doing it um and then got you know a couple people to put their bikes in and maybe chip in a few bucks or whatever so yeah um how where all have you raced so far i mean is it like do you want to kind of talk about some of the racing experiences you've had sure uh so the first couple years were at uh apple valley uh raceway i think they call it or speedway whatever um karting center i don't know but uh that's out in uh grange uh california so basically like two a little over two hours i think east by northeast out of LA into high desert country. Um, that was a cool track. They do drift cars and stuff out there too and, and whatever, some other stuff. But uh, ownership's changed there. And then like Brecky and a few others, you know, they're up in Sacramento. So it kind of progressed from Apple Valley up the shore to Sacramento. And so we started going to a place outside of uh, Sacramento. Um, can't remember the name of the exact town, but again, like northeast out of Sacramento. So then we started racing there. I super liked that track. Actually, when I was there in 2019, as Boyd uh, mentioned, that was my first time winning after like a ton of failure. And like literally one year I flew out there and I couldn't, like my bike was flipping belts. And, you know, that's how I learned the hard lesson of variator and, and uh, alignment. Uh, <laughs> and then one year, just my car kept falling, falling off. And then, you know, I was talking to Brecky. He's like, dude, you just got to use this uh, silicone woven uh, tube that we sell on treats. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he, did he tell you that the... after the weekend was yeah. over? Yeah. There's a picture of me sitting on the side of the track, like in the final race, just deflated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's not so bad, dude. One year I was sitting pole for uh, IKF Nationals and Junior 2 Heavy. 
and I was on pole, took the green flag, and I was like, somebody stabbed my tire. When they checked the air on my tires, the needle stuck. So it let all the air out of my left front tire. Dang. Like, yeah. That was closest I ever – I think there's 312 entries in that class, and I had won both my heats. And, like, so getting pole is some luck, but, like, yeah, dude, trust me, I know heartbreak when it comes to racing, so I, I feel yeah. your pain, brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably keeps you coming back as much as success does, you know. Mm-hmm. There's fuel in both of it, but – um, but yeah, then out in Sacramento in 2019, um, uh, had some good battles, but I was just on point with, uh, the bike that weekend and, um, yeah, just starting laying down faster and faster lap times. Unfortunately, Tim, uh, my buddy was, uh, he was on the RS and he wasn't, uh, we were having trouble with that one at, uh, I think we melted a, a CDI on the late party and we were struggling to figure out what was going on, not understanding that was the culprit right away, but. Um, but yeah, so I was on point of that and that was kind of just a ton of fun out there. Ended up, uh, having some pretty quick lap times, a lot of fun with that. Um, and then additionally, we've also raced in Iowa a bit, really mm-hmm. that track's super technical and interesting. The surface is like a, you know, a hybrid, uh, rubber asphalt and it can be slick, especially when your tires are cold. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a bunch of elevation changes. They got one section called like the toilet bowl and, you know, there's, <laughs> Two different sections where you're just like on a cart i'm sure you're bottoming it out or or hitting the skid plate pretty hard mm-hmm. um or you could be i guess and uh so yeah that one's super fun um i've done okay there i can't remember i think i i don't remember how i placed out there right now off the top of my head but um yeah tim did super well there in 19 i think i did okay. oh no i was having trouble in 18 but yeah tim had a lot of fun out there we um he got dialed in. That was his day, I guess you could say. <laughs> right around. And I see they're having a moped GP East. Have you ever done anything out East in New York at all? No, I've never gone out there. Um, and so with the, some of the other events not really seeming to be happening this year, uh, I think I'm committing to that and, and trying to get out there this year and do that one. Especially I learned that uh, I've been talking to uh, uh, Doug Murray out there uh, that they repaved the entire track. So um yeah, really excited to go out there and get some time in. Um, yeah, never been out there. So I've never been out there. I guess, well, I've flown into like DC and flown into Philly and like done some work trips there, but I've never like driven out there. So I'm pretty excited to see uh, that side of the country, really. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll say this like Pennsylvania, beautiful. Like you'll, yeah, it's beautiful countryside. Like it's, granted, it's one straight road through it, but like the elevation, the tr- topography, you'll, I, you'll like it if you, yeah whatever um i remind me i've got an idea for you about some racing stuff afterwards a possibility i thought of today i gotta check some stuff anyways um and how is that like trying to balance you like i i feel weird because like you're one of the best people i know that i've actually interviewed on this podcast so like and i try to keep stuff moped related and i try not to dig into people's personal lives so much but how is it for you trying to balance being a business owner a new father a husband like how is that shuffle going like i under i understand i bust your chops all the time but like how how do you how do you do it i guess (laughs) i don't know man uh i mean there's time it's just 
Yeah, you're, I'm definitely a busybody. I'm definitely always doing something. I don't like to sit, you know, idle. Mm -hmm. um, and so that definitely helps. Uh, it also helped that I got the business to a point where now when having a kid, uh, that I have a lot of help on that side where people can do most of the things that are needed for the business to function and carry on and um, that kind of thing. So, you know, but that took seven years, of course, but, um, you know, yeah, there's still sacrifices for sure. And mm -hmm. as, as mentioned, like I made maybe one or maybe two rides last year, uh, you know, so I had to focus quite a bit of time and, and reappropriate a bit of time to being a dad and, and then, uh, you know, of course got to keep the wife happy and <laughs> all that. So, yeah, I don't know. There's uh it's no perfect story. There's definitely failures in each area. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, trying to make up for it and keep the balances full, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I said, dude, you, it's, it's funny how we go about in this weird in life or moped community, how just simple little things make a huge difference in people's lives. Like, whether it be getting on your um, bike or like you were one of the last, you were the last moped person I saw before my accident. I forgot about that until I kind of actually got thinking about it today. Like, and I remember getting out of the hospital and actually getting a phone again. And like, because my phone was destroyed, like your text message actually went through and like it, what you said meant a lot to me. Um, so I thank you very much for that. Um, what is, what's your, what's your 2021 looking like for mopeds in general, other than moped GP East? I mean, you, I cannot stress to you, you have some of the best moped roads around your business. Now you have to get out a little bit more this year to explore in that area. Cause dude, it's not Minneapolis. There are no straight roads in your area, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some good riding out there too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I do plan to make a couple rides this summer for sure. I think Susie and I are starting to find a balance with this kiddo. Mm -hmm. A bunch of, you know, hobbies. So it's just a matter of trying to find time and make time and, and figure that out. But um, I do want to like, um, hopefully things are going to start uh, opening back up, going to more, you know, normal. We had the, we had the swap meet, but it still kind of had this like, covid vibe you know people were it was weird out. i mean it was awesome yeah. that you allowed us to be there but like in everybody was i'll say this everybody was very responsible but it was still like putting your toe in the in the freshly open lake that was freezing mm -hmm. yeah or like uh you know trying to swim in lake elmo after there's been like a amoeba outbreak or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, but no, yeah, I think that if, you know, things are starting to go back to normal, the vaccines are rolling out and everything's, you know, people are feeling uh, comfortable. That's really going to be like what needs to happen for it to, to be fun again. But I'd like to maybe some at some point maybe host like a little camp out type thing for the casserolers or there's some guys in Omaha that have been talking about like a dirt ped race, uh, like endurance style. So that would be, I might have to build a hobbit for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if the tip's dead, but maybe that'll come back. Uh, but yeah, it'd be kind of fun to go do some other rallies too. Like one thing I've always kicked myself is I wish, I really wish I would have made the the 20th with the creatures in San Francisco. Uh, mm -hmm. Or not 20th, I guess it would have been um, 
the 20th was up in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Dude, I'm glad I, I didn't know about that. About yeah, the one Jake was talking about, but I can't remember what it was. It was the National Rally, I think, just uh, in San Fran with the, with the creatures, right? There might have been one, but, like, I know MA20, that's where Ryan Go was. I they, There's videotape of that out where he, his accident he had with two helmets crashing together. And, like, yeah. as soon as I saw a bike speeding down, like, I hit stop, and I'm like, I, I've learned this in life, Shane. You can't unsee things. Like, yeah. I didn't want to see it. Fuck that, dude. I like Ryan. Like, and I'm glad he's okay. Me and him have talked about that. He's like, yeah, they let me drive afterwards. I'm like, dude, why the fuck did somebody let you drive after that accident? He's like, yeah, I know. Jesus. Yeah. Now, there was another reason that, you know, and that's not the one I was missing. I was talking about the one <laughs> with, uh, you know, uh, with the, the San Francisco boys. But yeah. Dude, I'm getting out here, Lab Maitland. I'm getting out there for a creatures rally, dude. I got, I've got to ride San Francisco. Dude, I want to just get out there. Uh, one of the, well, I've got to start to tell that story too. But so I want to get out there and see the treats now. When I think they're up in like El Cerrito or whatever, mm-hmm. just outside of Oakland. Um, I, I went to their old location and that was super cool. We went out there the one year. I went out there it was like fifth, sixteen. I don't know. We went out there and and raced. And then Susie and I um, flew from LA up to San Francisco and rented a car and we stayed there for the weekend. And um, I ended up taking her, we went to treats and I got to check that all out and hang out with Benji and the guys and see that place and um, get up in the mezzanine and see, you know, (laughs) Oh my God, they just got like team wheels just chilling out around here, you know? And uh, so that's like, Susie went through the whole racing and the weekend there and doing the treat tour and stuff and and uh and she still wanted to marry you she's an amazing woman so that's what that's what i did right there in san francisco out on the dock uh uh proposed to her i'm like man if she can put up with all this moped shit uh she's probably she needs to stick around a while so yeah susie's um, fucking rad dude susie like i've I've met her a couple times like nothing but a bubbly joyful nice person to me at least so like that's Yes, yes, that's exactly right. All the Dude, time. she she fed me, Shane. She fucking fed me. That's all I have to say. So, Susie, no. you get a thumbs up for me. She's awesome. Yeah. No, I remember. I don't remember who it was, but I just remember like we were at. Oh, was, we were at the tip though, and I made that. She had a, a Hobbit that Dr. Promo with uh, points, and I swear to God, with her on it, that bike did fifty-five. Yeah. I was like between fifty and. 51 53 mm-hmm. with the cdi that didn't have a curve on and so on the top end that other bike and somebody's just like dude your bike your wife or uh, your wife fucking rips and i'm like what do you mean and and he's like dude i was cruising along and she just blasted by me and i was like <laughs> just ponytail in the wind just going for it and i was like yeah cool i i had no idea either man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah 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 she got into it just because, uh, you know, she doesn't, she's not in the garage wrenching with me or whatever, but uh, she loves riding them. So, yeah, dude. And Susie's a, like, I've ridden around her a few times. Awesome rider, safe rider. Like, yeah. So, again, thumbs up for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any, as we kind of wrap up, is there anybody you want to say thanks, shout out, any good stuff like that before I kind of do my cues and all that? Oh, man. I could go on for hours, you know, just like the people that you meet, you know, um, whether that's through racing or rallies or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, of course, obviously thank my wife for like putting up with 
all the moped Mondays, staying out in the garage till I'm pissed drunk, you know, three in the morning, work, <laughs> working on stuff, coming in, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, just all the support, I guess, there and, and dealing with all the hoarding and everything I do there. But um, and then, of course, uh, Tim Lawson for uh, being the dude that got me into mopeds, you know, like he had that Peugeot. I heard it was actually like a commission from a window sale. It was a crazy story, but um, I'll have to ask him. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So for him getting me, you know, get me into it. And, and then just all the other friends I've met, you know, like the casserolers that got me into it even more and invited me to like come to their rally and meet up with me and bring me and, you know, guide us into the, into the ride and all that kind of stuff. And all the people I've met, you know, through the tip and the Omaha and the moped GP and, you know, yeah, just a lot of cool people uh, that I like and, you know, never ceases to amaze me to see like, how wide of a range, I guess, or how diverse the moped community is. That's one mm -hmm. of the things that I love about it is, you know, just uh, how accepting uh, it can be. And uh, all these different people kind of from totally different walks of life, just kind of melding together. And that's, that's like one of the things I'm definitely thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the dumbest thing you've done in mopeds? <laughs> oh man. I'm bringing it back kids. We've only got a few episodes left. God, did I already tell you about something I was going to say here? Because I don't even, all no. I know is there's so many. Uh, man, obviously I've always left, you know, left the gas off and like, what the hell, man? We'll start. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what is the dumbest thing? I don't know. Dude. I think that I, uh, I wish I knew how I did it, but I went through like three Doppler kits in about two weeks and I couldn't figure <laughs> out what the hell I was doing wrong. <laughs> no, it was probably like, dude, 100 to 1 on that Sabre, man. 100 to 1. <laughs> I <laughs> don't care day. what anybody says. I don't trust 100 to 1 on Sabre. Like, uh, uh, I'm like 32 to 1 on anything, Synth. I don't care. I just, whatever. Yeah, 40 to 32. Yeah. Like, yeah. one one like, issue I'll never have is lack of oil. <laughs> actually, you know what? I know what the dumbest thing is. I had these hobbits that I couldn't figure out. I had one of them, I couldn't get it running. For like months, I was trying different carbs, cleaning the carbs seven different times, which, you know, that's the most frustrating thing on a Hobbit. Yeah. I literally I was ready to shove this thing off a cliff. And uh, like two years later, I was working on another bike. And I'm like, I still couldn't figure out this bike, this Hobbit, how to get it running. I was like, what the fuck? And I somehow figured out that I had put the points wire on the, on the other, the wrong side of the isolator. And then it just like hit me. I'm like, two fucking years ago when i couldn't get that hobbit running that's what i did like it just it all came back i was like oh my god everything on that bike was perfect it was because i just didn't do that uh, i've done that dude like i totally oh, lost man. spark because of that because i was convinced i had bad points and then i did that <laughs> and then like i i then i was really fucking like ripping my hair out and then maze was nice enough to come and fix it for me <laughs> <laughs> so thank you maze yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, dude, like mopeds are, mopeds are fucking rad. Like, and don't forget everybody. We got a few episodes left. Don't forget to check out second chance moped podcast at second chance pod at Instagram, second chance moped at gmail.com and check out the Facebook group, second chance moped. Um, yeah, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I got one last, I, I threw you out some moped track, go-kart tracks. I got an idea. I'll talk to you after the podcast. Um, but yeah, Shane, thank you very much for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Um, thanks for wrecking my life. And I'll always I'll always like you and I'll always be here for you, my guy. Mopeds are dumb.
Well, don't forget, mopeds are dumb. All right, talk to you. All right.